Good morning and welcome to the Ask Weldon Show. My name is Weldon and this is the show where you ask questions and I answer them. Today's topics are, what are today's topics? One second. When nobody supports your passion, solo queue meta versus competitive meta, uh, integrating new factors in your decision making in game. So this is when you're trying to be like notice new stuff that you're supposed to see. Why is this thing uh, repeating? That's annoying. There we go. And um, using voice comms, using voice comms to talk to your team in Overwatch or any, any other competitive game. Those are the topics and the questions for the day. You can always submit your own question on my Discord, which is linked below the video or beside the video or wherever they put the description nowadays or whatever from whatever platform you're, you're working, watching this on. And, um, and I prefer audio questions. You can ask an audio question by using you know, a voice memo app which I've linked in my Discord channel, or by using the, the bot on the Discord and by throwing the MP3 in that channel, or you can type your question, and as you can see in the rest of the show, they will pop up on screen right over, right over there for you to read and for me to enjoy as well. So without further ado, why don't we jump into the show? First question today. I recently got, is this one is from Twitter, by the way. You can also ask the questions from Twitter using the hashtag AskWeldon. And this one is from Rod Rodrigo Pieda. I recently got into plat in Overwatch. Should I start using voice comms? I mute everyone on the beginning of every match and never join voice chat. Also, what is your general opinion on voice comms in solo queue? Rodrigo, I recommend, I, I believe that the reason you got plat is because you do mute your voice comms at the beginning of every match and you're able to focus on your own play. I would recommend as long as your goal is to climb that you do that, that you mute all of your voice comms at the beginning of every, every match and you focus on optimizing your own play, on reading the body language of your teammates and your opponents and on trying to essentially maximize your visual input and sound input without any extra information sharing. I do not think that comms uh, are used for any sort of performance boost. I believe they're mostly a distraction. You need your full focus. The more focus you have on performance, the higher it can be. The more focus you have on learning, the higher it can be. The less you have to deal with emotions and other junk in solo queue, the more that you can focus on learning and on performance. If you want to train yourself to be a parent, if you want to train yourself to be a better a son, or if you want to train yourself to you know, stand up to bullies in school and not, not get violent or something, then you should turn on voice chat. If your goal is not to climb in the ladder, but is some tertiary goal related to mental toughness, mental resilience, tolerance, practicing your communication with other people, networking, kindness, um, making sure that you're going to socialize and help people in solo queue, finding new friends, and being entertained by the game. All of those are good reasons to turn on your voice chat. But if your sole purpose is climbing and learning and climbing to the highest rank possible, it is only a distraction up to the point when you are basically maximum, uh, close to max rank, and you can start communicating more or less verbally in order to achieve greater objectives in the game or greater coordination in your play. Other than that, you need to do use visual communication. You need to see what people are doing, figure out what their intent is, and then like join the plan essentially without any sort of, um, without any sort of uh, voice comm. It's not strictly necessary in my opinion. And that is true basically in any game. In any game right now that is online, they currently use sound and, and sight as the main forms of sharing information. And, and voice is a very 
low second. Now there are some online games that are very, very voice-based and you need to communicate with your teammates, but first-person shooters and MOBAs are currently not that. Not those games, especially not frenetic first-person shooters like Overwatch. All right, thanks for the question. Next question is audio. Let's listen in. Hey, Weldon. Is there an effective way to integrate new factors into your awareness and decision-making process? An example of this would be a mid laner that's trying to broaden their awareness by keeping track of the opposing jungler throughout the laning phase. But as the game goes on, distractions come in and the player loses focus on their goal. Cheers. Okay, so I think what you're describing is the basic, like the basic element of, of learning. Um, so there's this there's this field of research called expertise science, expertise research, development of expertise. It's a psychological science, I believe also maybe a neurological one. I'm not really sure about that. Um, but anyway, in the psychology field, they study expertise. One of the main theories, uh, one of the prevalent theories, I don't know if it's a main theory, one of the prevalent theories is from Anders Ericsson, who is talking about pattern recognition as being the development of expertise. So you code variables that you used to have to pay attention to independently into a pattern and then you can pay attention to one thing again basically his theory is that the limits of memory uh, which are pretty proven to be around 8 to 12 things that you can hold in your memory maximum um, the limits of memory limit your performance as an expert and therefore what experts do is they take those eight things that they are holding in their memory they code them into one thing in a pattern in their head which they can just see and know and then all of a sudden it's taking up one unit in memory freeing up seven more for other stuff then they code those seven things into a single unit of memory right so he studied this by by studying people who were memorizing uh numbers like long chains of numbers very rapidly uh, and then he you know extended that to other fields of expertise has extended the theory and some of the study as well. So basically, um, I think that I think along similar lines to him that your when I when I study, you know, and I work with advanced League of Legends players, what I see is that they're able to essentially capture large amounts of information in a single glance. Things that normally people would pay attention to independently, they're able to pay attention to all at once, and it's because they've put they've assimilated things into their pattern recognition. So. What I recommend for you is that you, you see your question as like the default state of what it is you're doing when you're learning. And what you're striving to do is focus on the new thing along with everything else and find a way to like do everything you're currently doing plus the new thing. If you can do everything you're currently doing plus the new thing and fold it in and like not have to think about it anymore, then you can add another new thing on top of it. And that's the, that's the entire goal. So how do you do this? That is the million dollar question. If I could answer that for everybody, you would all be a challenger. But the basic idea is it's a learning skill. So your capability to focus, to study, and to learn are all relevant to this skill of developing expertise. It's also a volume-based thing. We know that the more volume training you do, the better. But volume training with focus is better than autopiloting. Volume training without focus in League of Legends doesn't lead to much. It is possible in physical sports to volume train where your mind is just like blah, 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 running off somewhere, but your body is going through the motions and you're actually learning it. That is because it is there's this movement part of it that you just cannot avoid. Like if you construct the drill correctly, it's really hard to not do it correctly. 
So um, that is that is possible. But in eSport, right now, the brain is the weapon of choice for doing drills. You don't get to do drills. You can't like just do like 500, uh, you know, soccer juggles like you can with a soccer ball or, you know, soccer passes like you could with a friend in soccer. So you have to you have to essentially drill three times a game when the jungler visits your lane and you notice it. Right. That's your drill. So when those moments pop up in the game, you need to have intense focus in order to try to incorporate as much as you can into your expert patterns. And the more you're able to run into those situations, the better. So anything you can do to kind of increase your chances of running into a certain situation or trying to learn or incorporate into your, as you said, like your factor into your decisions, the the better, which is why a lot of the drills that I design for players uh, on this show and otherwise involve involve forcing the game into a some sort of weird state where you repeat it. So for example, if I'm learning Talon, I will always roam at level 6, period. Even if I'm super low life, I will roam at level 6 because I will be like, well, I'm punishing myself for not being high enough life, for not taking care of myself at levels 5 and 4 so that I could accomplish my level 6 roam, but I ding level 6 and I'm out of the lane and I go and I try to kill somebody and I feed and I lose and it's all my fault and I remember it more and learn it, learn much more from that experience because I forced myself to suffer the consequences of the game, uh, and I force the drill upon myself anyway, right? And then maybe I do pull off a sweet ass roam, and oops, sweet roam, and uh, and there we go. Okay, question number three. This is a question from the Discord. Whoa. I'm currently a jungler on a master challenger team. Should I be practicing the solo queue meta so I can climb higher and play versus better players? Or should I be practicing the competitive meta and get better at learning multiple champions but stay a lower ELO? For example, I could one-trick Warwick with Red Smite and get challenger, or I could play four to five champs and buy Green Smite and build tank like I would during scrims. Okay, that 808 gamer, this depends on your goals. I would say that if your goal is to... Mm, if your goal if your goal is to get into the challenger league on a challenger team or an academy team as they call them nowadays or to get uh, you know a scholarship to a school or something like that then you want to be a very consistent high ranked player that is networked very well with high ranked players so whether or not solo queue or your master challenger team is the answer for that is something you need to look at like are the people on your team the people that you want to network with in order to get to the to get to your goals? Is that master challenger team your actual goal? Like playing on there and winning and having fun with friends, is that your ambition? Is your ambition to be on an academy team or something? Then maybe solo queue is a better place to network and to and to like build skill. So I would say the answer lies in in your ambition and uh then you analyze your ambition and you see what the best tool is, whether it's the Master Challenger team or or whether it's networking high ranked in solo queue and being in a lot of games there. In which case, you should climb. Uh, I do not think that you learn so much less about the game when you're one tricking. I think it frees up a lot of your focus so that you can focus on other af uh, aspects of the game. As long as you focus really hard on learning and you don't just try to autopilot it and troll, then you, then you can learn pretty deep things about the game you should maybe think about one tricking a champion that is like super op in the meta of competitive overlapping with solo queue a little bit and one tricking that champion because if you can get really high ranked that way then you're a little bit more liable to be able to show off to the people in high ranked solo queue 
But I do. I am a fan of one tricking. I am a fan of one tricking to climb. I'm a fan of one tricking to climb for the purposes of going pro uh, and networking and high rank solo queue. Uh, I think that I'm also a fan of you just like having fun on your team. Uh, people just have, joining teams and having fun and, and focusing on on that. So the the answer lies completely within your goals. Sorry, I can't provide more insight than that. might not be necessary that you stay at low ELO to do competitive meta too. It might be possible for you to climb with, it might be possible for you to have your cake and eat it too. I'm not sure this question is mutually exclusive. I think maybe you just have to get better at meta champions. You just climb slower, that's all. Okay, final question coming up. Before I jump into the last question, um, updates. Currently in talks with a team about uh, doing a little bit of services with them. Maybe stopping by the G2 house later in the week to, to chat with them a bit. Um, still working here, Dojo Madness in the offices this week. I'm going back to Finland in a couple days to uh, basically be home for the birth of my fourth child. So I'm going to be working at distance. I'll be keeping a consistent show schedule, live show schedule of 4.30 Helsinki time, 4.30 in the morning. So if you want to tune in to the show live, Open up worldtimebuddy.com, find out when your time zone uh, you know, locks in with 4.30 a.m. Helsinki time and see if you can catch us live. If you can, then go to twitch.tv slash mindgamesweldon. Make sure you join the show stream because before and after this recording, we have a lot of fun talking about everything under the sun. Already up to 23 subscribers on Twitch. How amazing is that? Thank you, Mirak, my first subscriber and my first uh, double month renewal. Uh, thank you also to everybody else as well. Um, and uh, I'm working on the next version of the Mac program. So if you want to snag it now or check it out in any way, go to mindgamesgg MAC. This is the mindfulness, acceptance, commitment, mental resilience, focus, learning, training, performance program that is for human performance in any field. If you want to be a better performer, this is the program for you. It is a course. It is an online video training course. So it's just 50 videos online, you walk through them. I'm changing that into a much more integrated app-like experience, and that is going to be coming out in a couple months, I believe, redoing all of the content with everything I've learned in the last two or three years. This particular version of the program is, is the third version, and so the fourth version is the one I'm working on. Uh, and the content isn't half bad right now. I think it's actually quite stellar. I've had a lot of graduates and a lot of comments from people who said it has helped them tremendously in their field of performance. That 100% guarantee is related to not, this is going to work for you no matter what. It's um, it's related to your satisfaction, 100% satisfaction guarantee, meaning that if you are not really interested in this video program, once you get in, you just message me and say, hey, um, not my cup of tea, and I just PayPal you your money back to you. Done. All right. Final question, everybody. Oh, and by the way, you should use the code Ask Weldon, A-S-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. Uh, that is the code to get you the $5 discount. So make sure to use it. And the URL is mindgames.gg slash M-A-C. Question number four. What should you do when no one supports, when Nune, when Nune supports your passion? By Chibi Bro. Nune. Sorry, I should have put a space there for you. When no one supports your passion. Um, yeah, support networks are very important, right? 
um, as Chivi Bro followed up in in the Discord chat, um, he said that you know you hear a lot of successful people talking about how essential their support was when they were achieving their dreams, and he's wondering what do, what do, am I set back? Uh, what do I do when no one supports it? And the answer is yes, you are you are you have a harder road than people who have support networks within their family and their friends. Um, you have a harder path, and that is kind of like the the cards that you were dealt in life, unfortunately. Um, but trust me when I say that there are there are many 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 people in the world who are not supported by their parents. So you're you're not one of the um, minority in that case, um, or their friends. And I think in your question you followed up and asked like, should I what should I do? Should I go and find a support network? Should I look for friends who play the game the same way I do? And I believe the answer is yes. I think you want to. I would think you want to find three main things that you have that you can rely on for support. One of those being a mentor. You need to find somebody who's walked the path that you've walked, is where you want to be right now, or has at some point been where you want to be, and you need to you need to talk to them about your life and get advice from them. Um, and this doesn't necessarily need to be somebody who's been a pro gamer. It can be somebody who was successful in achieving their dreams and can talk to you about how to be successful achieving your dreams. You know, for example, I'm probably acting as a mentor to some people on the internet right now, uh, even though I'm not necessarily doing the same thing that they want to do. They want to do something else, but I'm, you know, teaching them about success. Okay, so then the second thing that you need is you need cheerleaders. You need to find people who love you no matter what you do and support you whenever you're being your authentic self and expressing yourself. Usually for some people that's their parents, for other people that is a friend, um, for other people that is a relative you know, within their extended family, whatever it is. For some people it's an online community. Whatever it is, it's people who like if you screw up or if you quit doing the thing or if you start doing another thing, they're going to be like, that is awesome. Whatever makes you happy, let's make it happen. And if you're doing something that doesn't make you happy, they're going to be the first person to tell you, stop doing that. I don't like you when you're when you're doing this thing. It's not fun to be around you anymore. Um, you look like you're suffering, and I want you to be whole and happy. Those kind of people who are looking out for like who you are as an individual, as a moral person, as a as a compassionate human being, um, and who who really want you to succeed for your own happiness uh, in whatever you're doing. Okay. And then the third thing is journey partners. So these are like people who play the game with you, people who you are on your journey with. These are the people who change all the time. Like every single time a pro player changes teams, he changes journey partners. Every time you change classes in your, in your high school, every time you go to a new school, um, every time you switch majors in college, uh, if you upgrade yourself to a higher level band or a lower ranked choir, if you get kicked out of your current choir, whatever it is, you join a new group, a peer group. And peer group is quite essential actually to to success in school and in terms of like athletic prowess i would say peer group is something that can push you farther than if you were just by yourself there's a reason people work out at the gym together there's a reason that there's cultures of success in teams like real madrid or barcelona is a better example of that um there's a reason that like when you are surrounded by other people who are pushing yourselves you're able to accomplish something greater than you would have if you were only trying to push yourself. And that is because discipline is easier when somebody else is taking the load on your bad days. So I do recommend seeking out like journey partners and, and peers who you can rely on to to cajole you in pushing yourself and doing the things you want to do on your worst days that you know will help you accomplish your goals, even when you're not motivated. 
on those on those days when you don't want to do the thing, but you know that you want the result of doing the thing. All right, thanks for the questions today, guys. I appreciate the attention, and um, as always, make sure to share this video with somebody who no one supports their passion. That's really depressing. Um, what is it you're supposed to do on YouTube? Like this video, subscribe to my channel. Obviously, if you are watching this video, you probably already subscribed to this channel because the, those are the people who are watching my videos. Um, so make sure to like it and share it with your friends. And uh, let's get this channel exploding into this new year. I'm going to be producing, as you can see, if you look at my history of videos, daily content as much as I can. And, uh, and then I need to work on my distribution. And you guys are my distributors. So if you like what you experience on this, make sure to share it with people who will benefit from it, but only with people who will benefit from it because then you win points. It doesn't cost you anything, right? If you share it with somebody and you're like, oh, check out this thing and they check it out and they don't like it, you will have lost social capital with them. You know, you will have spent, wasted their time. So only share it with people who you think like, yes, this will actually earn me credibility with this person um, and it will earn me points. Um, and, and make sure that you share something that's very particularly useful to them if you do so. That is my recommendation. Thank you, and I'll see you tomorrow.